0: uh, Just before I left home, I saw these dark clouds coming from the east. Yeah, that was from the east. And, uh, oh, about 625, uh, I told my wife, I said, it look as if we're going to get some rain. And it started raining about 627, 28. And uh, I kind of looked around, coming on around this way, uh, I didn't see any clouds, and uh, I said, oh, we're going to have a good night at, at Beaufort. Uh, no clouds, no rain. I said, the rain can just stay on uh, in Brazzerton. And it appeared, because coming up uh, 20 Buford Highway there, uh, the sun, the sun was shining, just beautiful. And I said, oh, we, we're going to have a great night. Just a great night, and we are. Uh, I've been looking forward to this since Kyle asked me to to do it. It's it's nothing like uh, teaching the Word of God and uh, applying it uh, to our lives as members of the body of Christ. Uh, Had a great time last night. Had a great time last night. Brother Gene, uh, Paul's first lap, Acts thirteen fourteen, that was great. We, <coughs> we enjoyed that. Now, as we get started with our lesson tonight, Paul's second lap. Out of, out of the three missionary journeys, this perhaps is the larger one but it didn't start like missionary lap number one. It, it started kind of strange. The, the second missionary journey started kind of strange. And I wanna ask you, Brother Wayne, have you, had, have you ever had a conflict with anyone? Don't answer. Brother Gene, have you ever had a conflict with anyone? Don't answer. Sir, what about you in the green shirt? Have you ever had a conflict with anyone? Have you ever had a conflict with anyone? What did you do about it? Just think. Just think for a moment. We've all had conflicts in our lives, even as members of the body of Christ. It may have been with your husband, it may have been with your wife, it may be with a child, but we all have had conflicts. I remember when I was, uh, oh, I, I was what, 10th grade? And I, I want to wait about 135, but that was this girl, and I may have told you all this story before, that was this big girl lived in the same, in the, in the, we all, she lived in the same community. For some reason, that girl just didn't like me. She always picked on me. And the thing that thing made it so bad, after school, going home, she would wait on the corner, because that, that's the way I would go home there, uh, leaving school. She would wait on the corner for me. But she, I don't mean any harm. Now she was a big girl. I was I ran track, and she would always try to catch me, but I would outrun her. And one day, one day she it was in school. One day she did grab me. I was walking down the hall and you know, going by my next class. She grabbed me, and I swung, and I hit her. Of course, uh, I had to go to the principal's office and all of that, and I told him what was going on. I don't remember the outcome. But what are you saying, Brother Iverson? It was a conflict that I had in my life. And of course, I've had many more. What is your point tonight, Brother Iverson? The point is, this second missionary journey begins with a conflict. In church, even members of the body of Christ, even sometimes leaders in the church will have conflicts. How, how, how 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 do we solve our conflicts? No, we don't fight unless we fight with the word of God. That's the, best, that's the best way to solve a conflict, especially in the Lord's kingdom. So our, our lesson tonight begins this second lap, Acts chapter, if you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 13 uh, through Acts 18:22 uh, is our lesson for tonight. It's a rather large area, and uh, I'm not going to go through all of this, I'll refer to it at some time. But Paul had completed the first missionary journey, as we note on last evening, and this now takes us to the second uh, missionary journey. Uh, Paul, if you will look at Acts chapter 15, In the last three verses there, as they were making preparation for this second missionary journey, there was a division over John Mark. Now, turn to Colossians. If you have your Bible, turn to Colossians chapter 4. Let's look at Colossians. Who was this John Mark? Colossians chapter four. Look at by a verse number 10. Colossians chapter four. Someone read verse number 10. Well, I tell you what, let's start back up to verse 7. Start at verse 7. Someone start reading at verse 7. Verse nine. And with him Ones- Onesimus. Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of your number. They will inform you about the whole situation here. But look at verse number ten. Read, my brother. Thank you. John Mark had been on the first missionary journey with Paul, but something happened. Something happened on this second missionary journey. Barnabas, who was a cousin to John Mark, wanted to take him on this journey. But Paul said, no, he will not go with us on this second mission. And it became a heated discussion, but you know what? There's nowhere in the Bible where it tells us what happened. We can speculate, but Paul was determined that John Mark is not going with us on this second missionary journey. Now, Paul, of course, Paul was an apostle. Uh, Barnabas, good friends, and some. What, what are you saying, Brother Iverson? That there are times, uh, brethren, that even with your family, even leaders in the church, may not always agree. It doesn't mean that we. Abandon one another it doesn't mean we don't we don't speak to one another it doesn't mean that the work of the Lord doesn't go on But Paul stood his ground and said no John Mark would not go with us On this second missionary journey now nowhere in the Bible it tells us what the conflict was John Mark went back to Jerusalem But nowhere in the Bible, it tells us what the conflict was about. Now, of course, later on we know, Paul, in his last day, sent for John We, What I'm trying to say, church, is there a time when we are not gonna always agree? But does that mean we have to fall out with one another, not speak to one another? No. And that was the case with Paul. I, I Brother Gene, I wish I knew what, what the, the conflict was. We don't know. Why, why did John Mark leave Paul at this time and Silas? We don't know. There are a lot, I, I've read a lot of commentaries, you know, uh, uh, he was homesick, you know, he wanted to go back home and uh, he got sick. But the Bible. that's The Bible is our authority. The Bible doesn't tell us what the conflict was. And there are times, church, you're going to have a conflict with your wife. Do you leave? Don't get quiet on me. You're going to have conflict with your husband. Do you leave? You're going to have conflict with your children. Do you leave? No. We are going to have conflicts in our lives, but you work it out. You don't, you don't walk off and leave your wife or your husband or your children. You, you, you stay there and work, work it out, especially those of us who are members of the body of Christ. There will be conflict, and, and, and I'm sure we, we have some good ones tonight. If some of you would really confess, we would have some good ones. But what is it? What is it that keeps us together as the people of God and carry on, carrying on his work, the word of God? Yes, they parted. John Mark went back to Jerusalem, his home. But that was, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But Paul and Silas, disciples. Paul said, we're going on with this journey. So we can see, class, in this second missionary lap, this second missionary journey, it started out with divisions. And sometime, we're going to have division in the church. But it doesn't mean the church break up. It, does, it doesn't mean uh, we go the way of the world. We work it out. Why? Because we, we are Christians. We are members of God's body. And if anything that can help us, can get us on the right track, it's the, word, it's the Word of God. We have to look to the Word of God. And I'm sure other elders here didn't agree on everything. Well, you didn't walk out and go, oh, forget about it. I don't, I don't want to be an elder. No it's, it's either my way or the highway. No, you don't do that. I've been a minister for over 45 years, a little more than 45 years. I've had conflict. I'm so Brother Gene and others here who've been in in the pulpit. But I didn't leave. And I've had conflict with brethren. I still spoke to them, still treated them like a Christian, because I know ultimately God will take care of the matter. Oh, you don't have to speak to him anymore. I'm going to continue to speak to you. And that's the way God would have it. Later on, I know I'm repeating myself, later on, Paul sent for John Mark. I don't know how how all of that worked out, but Paul was nearing uh, the end of his ministry and uh, he sent for John Mark. And sometime it will be like that church, uh, in the church. We we are going to have conflicts. But you don't abandon your brother or sister in Christ. You come together and work it out. Because all of us want to go to heaven. And you cannot go to heaven having a grievous, a distasteful, an ugly heart. Work it out, and the world doesn't have to know about it. You don't don't have to tell all the church. (laughs) Look, this is between me and you. Why can't the two of us get together and work this out? And sometimes, if we're not careful a church, we can hurt others by our attitude, by our conduct. And don't forget, now, there will be. There are times, even head Buford, There are times when we all have conflict, but we work it out according to God's word. Of course, Paul stood his ground. He said no. Now, look at verse number 36 class. Then after, and I'm reading from the Revised Standard Version. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. You know that's commendable. Paul wanted to go back that first missionary journey. Amen. Let's, let's, Let's visit our brothers and sisters in Christ. See how they are doing. And there's nothing wrong with visiting. And I'm sure it, all of us are from. There are many of us who are here tonight are from different congregations. Have you been back to your, what's a home congregations, is how they're doing. I know my wife and I. We have. We've been back several times. Uh, I was baptized uh, in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, at the East Side Church of Christ. I was 14 years old, and I've been back several times, and Church is still there on the east. Matter of fact, it's the only one on the east side. And they seem to be doing well in the same building. Now, Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take him with them. The one who had departed. Here it is. We don't know why. The one who had departed and had not gone with them to the work. Was that the issue? We don't know. Then, look at this. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark, sailed to Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and departed, being committed by the brethren by the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. And, of course, the church is here referring not denominations, but the large people. So, the second missionary journey class begins with a a conflict and uh, it appears uh, they were able to to work it out. Uh, Now, uh, we come to Timothy class. If you look at chapter 16, Paul came to Deborah and Lystra and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. His father was, for as we know, was not a member uh, of the body of Christ. But his mother being Jewish, and of course, uh, you include his grandmother, uh, she was a member of the body also. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystria and Iconium. Paul wanted to have them go on with him. He took him and circumcised him because of the Jews. That's the only reason. Now remember, Timothy was a Greek. Paul getting ready to go into an area where Jewish uh, people were decided that, you know, uh, most of these people where we're going are Jews. And I know, the, uh, you know, there's, that, there's that idea of circumcision. I'm going to circumcise this young man, and that's what Paul did. Had no religious back into it at all. Paul did that because of the region they were going in. He circumcised uh, Timothy. Uh, Paul wanted to have him go on with him. He took him, circumcised him because of the Jews, because of the Jews. Paul didn't want to have any any conflict and going into that area, preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was just for expedience's sake, we might say. That's the only reason Paul circumcised the young man had nothing to do with uh, religion. And they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decree to keep which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. Let's put a pin there. Notice this class. As they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decree to keep which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem." That's profound. We're sending you on this journey. You stay with the word of God, Paul and Silas. Of course, Timothy is about to join them. I think about something, class, that even today, I don't care who you are, you don't have a right to tamper with God's word. And it's sad to say, church, we, we, we see some of everything going on in the church now, and it's sad. Doors are closing. Women in, in, in many of our congregation. congregations, look like every week I'm, I'm getting something. Uh, uh, Brother Iverson, you know, they, they, they got women, they got women up reading scripture now. Oh, Brother Iverson, you know, uh, sister so-and-so preached last Sunday night. What? No. I don't care who you are. You don't have a right to tamper with the word of God. And that's, that's, that's why we have elders to make sure that the word of God is right and no one is tampering with what not what Iverson says or what this, this brother says across the brotherhood. It's what God has said. And of course, you know, Kyle talked about that. that, 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 that that's plenty of work for sisters in the church. But not when it comes to being a an elder or a deacon or a song leader or reading the scripture, serving the communion and all of that. No. Well, oh, some of y'all looking at me real funny. So the church, look at verse 5, chapter 16. So the churches were strengthened in the faith. Who did that? Paul and Silas. They did not change anything concerning the Word of God. And we too, church, Buford, we must continue to strengthen the church. With what? Not my ideas, not what I want, but what does the book say? And that's where many of our congregations are getting off. We are leaving what God has said, what the apostles has left us, Oh, I'm going to do it my way. Well, you, you don't have a way. I told a brother that about two months ago. I said, I said bro, what, what? he had, uh, had some women up leading songs. And I, to, I, I just was frank. I said, Oh no, brother, that's not right. Where, where are you getting your authority from having women leading the song service? Where is that? Oh, he got a little dignified, but, you know, uh, there are times when you have to stand your ground, stand on the word of God. So what are you saying about Brother Ivan? So the churches, that is the Lord's kingdom, were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. You let God do that. You let let God give. that. And brethren, I'm a firm believer. When the word of God is preached in its purity and is lived, the church will grow. You don't have to add anything, add this and add that and do that. No, preach the word, live the word of God and the church will grow. Timothy, young man, perhaps still a teenager, but you know what, you know something, Brother Wayne? You know something? His mother was a member of the body of Christ. His grandmother was a member of the body of Christ. Not much about his father. We don't know much about his father, but you know what that that tells me? And I'm going to try to make it as as relevant as possible. We can bring our children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Some of the things that we see our young people are doing today, I wonder, what what, what are you doing at home? I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but uh, what what are you doing at home? with that boy. You mean they just run out of the house when they want to, go where they want to, have a gun, have a knife, And we see that in our co- it's It's just destroying our communities. Young people running the streets one and two o'clock in the morning. What? Fifteen years old and you, you out at a club? Oh, it's mighty quiet now. Something is wrong, church, with our society today. This young man, Timothy, was brought up. I, I, the Bible doesn't tell his father was there. Perhaps he was. But from what I learned, his mother, Eunice, his grandmother, Lois, they were faithful members of the body of christ and they made sure brother wayne that he was a faithful member of the body of christ because paul took note of him the brethren in that area we don't, we don't have time to read all it but the brethren in the area spoke well of timothy the same thing can happen today church we need to get the lord and i know that i'm off my subject now we need to get the lord back into our homes And sometimes I wonder, don't get quiet on me. Don't get quiet on me. Sometimes I wonder, what are are some of our Christian homes doing? Are we laying down the law to our children? Are we letting our children just do what they want to do? We're we're losing many of our young people in the church today. I'm just trying to bring out a point, class. But uh, Paul was... When Paul saw that young man and and how well uh, he was with his mother and grandmother, he had to be obedient. Amen. How his mother, grandmother, it started with the grandmother. Grandmother to daughter, daughter to child. Why can't we do that today? Why can't parents do that today? It's so sad. It is so sad the things that are going on in our area. I'm not talking about, uh, don't don't even mention the world. Even here in the the Atlanta area, it's just, it's pathetic. And all because the word of God is not, not being saturated in our homes. Some of you sitting here tonight may not agree with me, but I know the Bible is right. So Timothy joins Paul and Silas. And then number three, we have the Macedonian call class Uh, here in verses 6 through 10. Paul had a vision. Saw a man in Macedonia said, so come over and help us. This class, this was the beginning of the New Testament church era. Now, hear me strong. There are no visions today. I don't care what those crackpots out there are saying. Brother Gene, i never forget my, I had a cousin. I was, uh, what? I was a freshman in college, and I went home for the Thanksgiving holidays, and when I got home, a friend of us, well, my cousin, he was over at the house. And when I walked up on the porch, oh, son, how you doing? We're glad to have you home for the holidays. And I understand you're preacher? You're, you're trying to be a preacher. I said, yes. Yeah, so, uh, son, who called you? Who 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 called who call you to preach? I said, uh, no, no one called me to preach. I as I had a desire, I have, I have, and I, I was just beginning. And I as I had a desire, I have a desire to preach to God. Oh, oh, uh, son, no, 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 no. Uh, you you need to wait on you need to wait on your vision. You need to wait on your calling. You see. You know what he's doing? One night, one night I was sleeping, and I heard a voice. John, John, go preach. I said, I'm sorry, cousin, that wasn't God. I said, oh, I said you said it was late at night. Probably one of those rats running around. That's, that's probably what you heard. But it wasn't God. God did did not call you to preach. I don't don't know what you heard, but it was not God. Of course, to make a long story short, Brother Brother Wayne, uh, we parted companies. No, no, you shouldn't be, wait on your calling. Wait on your calling. To make a long story short, I, I kept going. I continued to study. I, well, matter of fact, I, I continued, uh, I was a, f- a freshman at Abilene Christian University. mid of Church, work, working in, in, in the congregation there in Abilene, doing what I, you know, could to, to further my ministry alone. And I, I told him and I, and I told my mother that uh, I had a desire to preach. I had a, a desire to teach and want to preach the Word of God. No, I, I get no calling late at night and all this foolishness. That's, that's not the way it should be. Let, let me move on. But uh, in verse 9, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night, a man of Macedonia stood, pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. That was the will of God. The church was in its infancy. The church was growing. Now, not today, church. Of course, there are no apostles today. No one, you're you're not going to receive any kind of vision today. Our vision is this. Here it is. We must get into this. Get into the book. And I tell young men now, uh, you must have a desire, a genuine desire, to want to teach and preach the word of God. Get yourself prepared. Nothing wrong with going to school and sitting at the feet of men who studied the Bible over the years, who've been in the ministry, who's been a, a, a minister, who's been an elder or a deacon, or a Bible school teacher. That's what I did. I said there, there are men, there are men who are gone on that I sat at their feet to learn. Some of my professors, I can remember, you know, them calling me into their office and and uh, telling me things about the ministry. But as far as receiving a vision, no such thing. Come on, y'all. A man ambassador stood and pleaded with them, saying, come over, help her. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia. Uh, let see. That area, oh, I can't. Uh, pinpointed right now, but uh, we sought to go to Macedonia, including that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them, the Lord. And there are all, all of us are well aware of the fact, there are no apostles today. I don't care what uh, some men, and even now we got some women out there calling themselves apostles. No, no, not today. Number three, class. We move on. Divisional: John, Mark, Timothy, John, Paul, and Silas. The Macedonian the call. Then Lydia. We come to Lydia, class. Sell uh, uh, off purple, Acts chapter 16. I'm not going to read all of this, but uh, look at look at verse uh, 11 in your Bibles. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis and there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony, and we've stayed in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out to the city to Riverside, where prayer was customary made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. And remember now, she was not a member of the body of Christ at this time well a woman who was well off but she worshiped god the lord opened look the lord opened her heart to eat the things spoken by paul perhaps something she had never heard before oh what wait a minute i I haven't that 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 man is preaching i never heard that before She was honest, class. Now look at this. Look at verse 14. The Lord opened, not Paul. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. You know what? People have to be honest with themselves. In order to be a Christian today, you must be honest with yourself. When you hear the word of God, I'm I'm talking about the pure word of God. You will obey. And it's, it's a sad commentary, brethren. It's a sad commentary. A lot of people are not getting the pure word of God. They're hearing something, the tick of their ear. Scratch their back. No, the Bible says the, word, the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. I believe you can know the truth. When an individual has a desire to obey God and want to know God will open that person's heart. If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house. Come on, Paul. And of course, perhaps uh, this woman was well off. She had a good trade. But come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. So it is class, uh, Lydia baptized at Philippi. Now we come to Paul and Silas being in prison. I've learned, class, that even, and I'm sure many of our leaders who are here tonight, you'll find that when you're in leadership, you, you're going to receive all kind of criticism. You're not going to be popular on the block. I didn't tell you that now. I tell young men that. Make up your mind now. If you are going to preach the word of God, if you have a desire to be an elder or a deacon, Bible school teacher, have your mind made up. Because it's not an easy road. Now It happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us, who brought her master much profit by fortune telling. The girl followed Paul and us, cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim us the way of salvation. And this she did for many years, days. But Paul greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of, our, of, of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. Now, that was a special time class uh we don't we don't have that today uh paul was an apostle uh he was ordained by god had a special measure of this of the spirit that we don't have today although we do have the holy spirit but we cannot put hands on folks and 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 all of this foolishness and You know, and heal them instantly. No, not not today. Well, Brother Ivory, what do we have? We have the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Today. Verse 20, and when they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews, a the trouble, I said, they teach customs which are not lawful for us. No, no, it's not for us. Being Romans to receive, observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rod. You know, that must've been something. Paul and Silas, being beaten, for preaching and teaching the word of God. What are you saying? What are you saying to us today, Brother Iverson, and to myself? Class, even in your family, and I'm sure there, there are some of you here tonight have family members who are not members of the body of Christ. You're not going to be popular. There are some of us who are here tonight have lost and what I mean by loss, have family members don't want to have anything to do with us, nothing to do with us. Won't, won't come, you invite them out to services, they won't come out to services. They won't come to a Bible school. They won't uh, adhere to a Bible class. I'm sure there's some of you here tonight. I know I've had that problem with my family. I've even had family members tell me, uh, John, uh, I, I, we don't want to hear that. Don't, don't bring that in my house. I've, I've, I've had family members. Don't, 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 bring that in, don't bring that in my house. I said, my wife, I said, hon, come on. It's time, for, it's time for us to go. And I've left. So you're not going to always be popular. These Paul and Silas, they were beaten for doing what? telling folks about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why they were on that missionary journey, to tell the world about Christ. But we have to do it, church. If there ever was a a time the the world needs to hear the word of God, it's now. What's the answer? Brother Wayne, man, I don't care how much money you have, I don't care what kind of car you drive, People need the word of God. Now, people need to obey. And I, I can't help it, y'all. I don't want to sound like I'm preaching. But what does the world need? We need some more Pauls. We need some more Timothys. We need some more Silas's. Men and women, of course, we know women, not in the pulpit or anything like that, but even women who will stand up. And preach Christ. Tell the world about Jesus. And you know, Buford, you don't have to be an elder. You don't have to be a deacon. You don't have to be a preacher, a Bible school teacher, to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You go on your missionary journey. What have you done? What what journey have you been on? Just going next door is a missionary journey. Going down the street to your neighbors is a missionary journey. Going across, going across town to my friends is a missionary journey. Come on, y'all. Look, look at our world. It's a mess. What's the answer? The word of God. The obedience to the word of God. And that's all Paul was doing on these journeys spreading the gospel of jesus christ and you know something we have we have much better transportation than they had come on y'all well brother iverson brother iverson see I, I, I don't i don't i i can't get out there and teach like paul and silas and timothy you no know, god didn't mean for you to but you're a christian you ought to know a little something. Even nothing more than point them to it. Oh, let me, let me get, I'm, I'm getting away from what I'm supposed to be doing. Lydia baptized. Paul and Silas in prison. And chapter says, oh, class, I, I have look uh, look at verse 25, 1625. The Philippian jailer. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. And of course, they were in jail singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly that was a great earthquake. Who caused that? God. Nobody but God caused that earthquake. What happened? So that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open, Everyone chained were loose. How did that happen? God. What are you saying, Brother Iverson? What we need to do is just go. Got to do the rest. No. A lot of us can't get on a plane or uh, 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 something of that nature uh, or ride a bicycle or, or whatever. Some of us may not even have a car, but you can do something. What about in our neighborhoods? What are we doing in our neighborhoods? Let me tell you something, folks. When you start telling the world about the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're not going to be popular. Let me tell you, you're not going to be popular. Here it is. Here it is. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison door open, supposing the prisoner had fled, drew his sword was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice and said, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. No, sir. Come on, sir, don't, don't hurt yourself. We'll stay here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas, brought them out, said, sir, what must I do to be saved? The man was about to kill himself. What must I do to be saved? What did, to make a long story short, what did Paul and Silas do? They taught him, not only him, but his household, the gospel of Jesus Christ. People need to be saved today, church. We must do the same thing. Look at verse 33. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes. I mean, immediately, he and all his family were baptized. They were not in a, it wasn't in a church building. Come on, y'all. Now, when he had brought them into the house, he set food before them. He rejoiced, having believed in God. With all his household. I believe the same thing can be done today. You know, you may not be thrown in prison, you may not be beaten, but we need to get out there, Buford, and I'm talking to myself as well. We need to get out there. Do what you can. Some of us are up in age now. We're, we're not, whenever uh, they call for door knocking, some of us are not able to walk those streets. I know I'm not able, just having knee surgeon and about to have knee surgery on my other leg. Uh, I'm, I'm not able to walk like I used to could, could walk. I, you know, I, I, I enjoy that. But I tell you what, give me a stamp. Anyone have a stamp? You give, give me a stamp. I'll put a track in and send it to someone. I'll do that. I carry tracks. Matter of fact, I carry tracks in my Bible class that when I come across someone, I give them a, a tract, the beautiful Church to Christ. Would you please read this? Come and visit us. We'll be glad to have you. We can do something. And then class, uh, that's the uh, Paul and Silas in prison. Uh, the Philippian jailer will say, Paul refused to part depart secretly. Look at this class real quickly. Look at this one, uh, verse 37, but Paul said to them, they have beaten us overly, uncondemned Romans, and have thrown us into prison, and now do they put us secretly? No, indeed, let them come to themselves and get us out. And the officers told these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they had heard that they were Romans. Paul had a Roman citizenship class. And it, there, there was some merit to that. I don't have time to get into all of that. Then they came and pleaded with them and brought them out, asked them to depart from the city. Get out of here. At least they got out with their life. Can you imagine being beaten? The stripes on Paul and Silas. Can you just imagine? Physically now. How many of us have been beaten? How many of us ever been talked about? How many of us have someone ever get out of my house? I've, I've, I, I've experienced some of that class. i never forget. I, and I think I told you all this once before, teaching a Bible class uh, to uh, a man and his wife and they had a son. We were all at the uh, dinner, dinner table and uh, about halfway through my lesson, the gentleman stood up and said, get out of here. I don't, I don't want to hear any more Get out of my house. You know what I did? My wife Pat and I, I folded my Bible. I didn't say I didn't say anything because I, I didn't know how angry he was. I folded my Bible, my little papers I had, and Pat and I we left. Then now I must say that was him. Uh when my wife saw her, this the woman's uh, the man's wife. She wanted more teaching. It was her desire for us to stay and teach them. That's what she told my wife. But you know what? For as I know, and I believe, I truly believe she would have obeyed the gospel. But for as I know, as this, as of this day they'd never obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's sad. Now, as some may say, the blood is off my hands, our hands, that's, that's all we can do. And you, you will meet people like that, even your own family folks, class. And I'm sure if I was to go around the room, go around, the, some of you have had that kind of experience. You know, coworkers, but we must continue because as we are now as the world is now the only answer is jesus christ oh man okay class been preaching uh paul at uh, thessalonica class uh uh i wish we had time great church there that That came about around 48, 49. Paul established the church at Thessalonica uh, preaching uh, Christ that he still lives. Uh, There at Thessalonica class, uh, a lot of women, a lot of women obeyed the gospel while Paul and Silas were in Thessalonica. A lot of women obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think Cal mentioned it in his sermon Sunday morning, that when we look at the picture today, we have more women. We have more women in the church today than men. <clears throat> and the way it looked it's going to continue to be that way. <laughs> it, it, it could get better now. Then class, uh, give, give me a few more minutes. We come to uh, uh, Paul at uh, Mars Hills, Aragapus, in uh, 1722. Uh, Paul said, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I pass in through and consider the object of your worship, I even find an altar with it, this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you." And Paul did. Paul uh, preached the gospel there, uh, according to uh, many history. uh, About between five and ten people obeyed the gospel while Paul was there on Mars Hill. Uh, And then we come to chapter 18 class, uh, uh, Paul ministry at Corinth, establishing uh, the church uh, at uh, Corinth. Uh, in when we look at Acts chapter 18, we don't have time to read all of it. Uh, Aquila, Paul found a certain Jew, a name Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews depart from Rome, and he came to them. And, of course, that's how the congregation class, uh, in verse 8, then Christopher, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many of the Corinthians, look at this class, many of the Corinthians, hearing, believing, and were baptized. Of course, the the Corinth church had, I don't have time to get into that, but the Corinth church had some problems. Paul had to uh, send another letter, and some even speculate that was the third letter to the church at Corinth. Corinth had, had some problems, just like uh, we have some problems today, but uh, uh, Paul, it was a great work, uh, their class, done in Corinthians uh, uh, with the uh, people of God. Just real quick, in verse 9, now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by vision, not today, do not be afraid, but speak, do not keep silent, for I am with you, no one will attack you, hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And he couldn't have there for a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. When Galileo, Galileo was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews with the one called rose up against Paul, brought him to the judgment, saying, this fellow persuade men to worship God, contrary to our law. And class, even today, you have people. Uh, you, you will have people, uh, oh, Miss Iverson, uh, uh that that's 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 your gospel. See. That's your that that's what you believe in. You know how people say things like that to you, class. Uh and here you are teaching from the word teaching from the word of God, and yet many would not believe. This was a long journey class. Uh this second uh missionary journey and uh I didn't get to everything that, that I wanted to, but uh, when you read that second missionary journey, I, I just, I don't see how Paul and Silas and even Timothy, I don't see how they did it. But you know what? God was with them. That's the key. How is it this this great journey that Paul took, the second missionary journey, how how is it that they travel such great distances? Yeah, even beaten, thrown out of the city, all of that class. But still, God was with them. What is your point to the class tonight, Brother Iverson? God has given each one of us in here tonight a journey. I believe that. God has given each one of us a journey. What are we doing with it? Who are we we reaching? Who are we telling? The world is in a hurt, y'all. The world that we live in tonight is in a hurt. Our cities, I I, I don't mean it all. Atlanta, I don't don't want to get into all that, but it's it's sad, the sin that is running rapid, even in in our area, just running rapid. What's the answer, Brother Iverson? The answer is the obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. May God bless you. I think we are to go to lunch. Uh, OK, you're dismissed. What? Well, hold on, hold. On. I have a Father which art in heaven. we're thankful for this beautiful day. We're thankful, for our, thankful, O God, for the blessings that we have enjoyed. Above all, overall, through all, thank you for Jesus who suffered and died, shedded his blood, that all men may have life and heaven more abundantly. Thank you for the kingdom. May we never be ashamed that we are citizens of your kingdom. Help us, O oh God, to continue to herald the gospel of Jesus Christ, wherever we are. Continue to bless this congregation, that we will do our part in this uh, part of your vineyard in spreading the good news about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Forgive us of our sins. Thank you for the food that we're about to receive for the nourishment of our bodies. Help us all to reach home safely. It is in Jesus' name we pray and give time.